I don't know how factual this is, but we're going to go with it because it's a cool story. <laughs> they, they came on four boats, dude, and they landed in Mexico and they saw that there was so many people. And the crew was telling like Cortez, they were saying, hey, like there's a lot of people. We, we can't do this. We're going to die. And Cortez, what he did was he burnt their, their boats. He lit their, the ships on fire so they couldn't go back. He said, all right, we can't go back home. So now we've got to figure it out. Um, and they did. They conquered Mexico. Um, and the moral of the story is when you put yourself in a position where you have no other option, you figure it out. And that's kind of what moving over here was. I kind of, so when I like refer to moving to New York, I refer to like bringing my boats. This week on the Young and Dumb podcast, we have Adrian from NYC. Originally from NorCal, Adrian dropped a job he had for seven years, took a chance, switched time zones for a chance for a job with Gary V. Once here, he started grinding and connecting with others. He was able to make some huge connections and ended up working for Ryan Surratt through real estate mogul. The word this week is chunky because we got to talking about peanut butter and Adrian says he's a chunky kind of guy. So this week we learn about chunky with Adrian. Chaotic is how many may describe the life of dollar pizza, cup of noodles and working for free. But for Adrian, it was his life for five months before he landed a job with the Ryan Serhant. Head first is how he takes anything he does. From video editing to moving to New York, he likes to do what he calls burning your boats so that you have no excuse to not find a way to succeed. Underrated is what he calls free work. If you strategically use free work, it can do wonders not only for yourself, but for your career too. Noteworthy describes his journey of leaving his sons plus ending up turning down the dream job in which he left for is nothing short of being a blockbuster movie based on a true story. Kin, his talents seem to have gotten passed down down to his son who has over 2 million views on his YouTube channel and he's only 6 years old. Young, he's just getting on his journey. Who knows what the future will hold for someone who's been able to turn zero to working for the number one real estate agent in New York. This week, we get to eat some chunky peanut butter with Adrian. What's going on, everyone? We're back again with the Young and Dumb podcast with your hosts, Justin and Gary. We are up to episode number 63 today and live from New York. We have Adrian on board with us today. Adrian, say what's up to the people. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for having me on. It is so dope to finally meet you, have you on board with us today, and we are going to introduce you to the young and dumb way. So we're going to waste no more time, get right into it, let us know who you are, and let us know what your story is. What's up, guys? My name is Adrian Vasquez. I'm 26. I'm uh, currently living in New York, um, but born and raised in Northern California. Um Man, the story, it's crazy. It's long. You guys got a day? Yeah, I got all the time. <laughs> so we're here for. <laughs> Where to start, man? So um, I think the root of my story really comes from um, Gary V. Like really that guy really kind of just kickstarted everything. And he kind of came at a really good time. Um, I want to say about a year and a half ago, early January, I was like in this like really like low point in my life like this really just crazy dark just place i was complacent um with my job um me and my then girlfriend we split up we had two kids together so it was just kind of like a it was just a crazy time and i was kind of just unhappy with everything and 
reached out to my buddy Miguel, who at the time, I didn't know this, he was becoming a life coach. And I didn't speak to him for like a cool, like maybe like two years. And I reached out to him. It was crazy. I saw an Instagram story where he just was setting up whiteboards in his room. I reached out to him. I was like, hey, man, this guy sounds like he's doing something cool with his life. Let me just reach out for life advice. And I reached out asking him if he wanted to grab some dinner. And he responded with, hey, man, I'm glad you reached out because I was debating whether I wanted to get into life coaching or not. And you reaching out kind of like solidified the, re- like the fact that I need to do it. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was kind of crazy timing. And the, one of the first things he said was just, hey, start consuming positivity. And he introduced me to Gary Bay Mirchuk and kind of just became obsessed ever since, dude. And this was back, I want to say, March, April, May, around that, around that time. And I was consuming a lot of it, like literally every day, like watching his stuff. And I've always been like a creative dude. Like I, I was really heavy into graphic design and got into video editing because my son at the time he was four uh, randomly asked me to start a YouTube channel. Like how crazy is that? Like one day he's just like, dad, only YouTube channel. I'm like, you're four. How do you know what you want? <laughs> um, and so we did it, man. And that's how I got into video editing and um, kind of fell in love with it. Um, and, and then, so yeah, so listen, continue listening to Gary. And I'm never going to forget this day. September 13th, he came out with a video called, We Are Looking for Creators. <laughs> And I kind of just went all in, man. Uh, every day at that point, I, that, that night, I built a whole website. I got all the social handles at Work for Gary V. The website was www.workforgaryv.com. <laughs> I went hard, man. Uh, eventually landed a meeting with DRock. Um, put my two week notice in on my seventh year anniversary at my last job. Um, Flew out here and kind of just went all in on my dreams, man. That's amazing. What what were you doing before moving over to New York? So I was working like a retail job. For, I was working for Verizon Wireless, and I had been there for seven years, dude. And I just got really comfortable. You know what I mean? I think comfort mm-hmm. is so dangerous. Like it is. It really is. Especially too, I come from a really small town where like just everybody's comfortable, and it's so like everybody's complacent. Just like they settle for. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's where both myself and Gary are from too. It's like a small town and it's like, all right, this is what you're going to do. If you, you go to college and come back into the town, work for one of these companies around there, and then you're going to retire in this town and you'll be fine and you're okay. But it's like some people, we need to break out of that mold sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like if if you talk to people from our town, like you'll see people go places and explore, but then they'll come right back and then they'll just kind of stay there. And it's just like, there's so much more like life's always changing there's so much out there that you didn't see like you gotta experience that stuff dude it's almost like that saying it's like you're a product of your environment kind of thing Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. being from a small town it's kind of the mentality that's like bred in those towns like yeah like same thing where i'm from a lot of of people don't leave like they don't like leave period like you know what i mean and it's scary like like my mom's from there and you know, uh, her family is kind of just stuck there. And, that, and that's cool. I mean, they're, they're, they're doing their thing and they're happy. But, like, there's so much more out there. Like, I never, a year from now, I would have never thought it was going to end up here, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. most definitely. I feel like, 
I feel like it kind of, like you said, breeds that small mentality. You start to think small because you don't um, necessarily see anything more than that. And I feel like a big change for me, at least, is when I went to college down in Florida. So I'm really originally from Connecticut, but I went to college in Florida and kind of that opened up my eyes to a bigger world. Like, hey, you're actually able to accomplish these things. You can start a company. You can build certain things when all that stuff really wasn't a part of my mind growing up. Yeah, no, 100%, man. 100%. And I think it's so cool. Like one thing I think I think is so cool about you guys' podcast, like the young and dumb. Dude, think about like how powerful like being like young is, dude. Like the youth, like we can do anything. Like we have zero risks, you know what I mean? Like you don't like before you dive into a career, before you dive into a family, you can literally like risk everything and you don't have a lot, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like our age I mean, you guys are younger than me. I'm like, I'm 26. I have kids now too. But like <laughs> you guys, you guys could like go all in on everything. And like, if you guys lose everything, you guys could still like, you guys are in a place time. where, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I don't know, man. I, I think youth is so powerful, man. I don't think a lot of people, young people take advantage of it. Yeah, like I feel like opportunity, especially for our age group, is really plentiful uh, just because the options um, are just so, there's just so many and you can make your own. Like before it was like, okay, let me go work for a corporation and then climb a corporate ladder. And that was my 40 years and I leave with a pension and a nice little retirement. I'm good. But now it's like, all right, I'm 15. Let me hop on social media, get my grind up and make some dough. And like, that's really what it is. I love it, dude. I love it. And that's, it's crazy because like that, what you were saying, like go to school, get a good job. Like that's like the, that's the American dream. Like that's the old American dream. Oh yeah. Very old. Like I never really understood that. Like even growing up, I'd talk to people and they'd be like, yeah, no, the American dreams, you know, get a job, a nice house, uh, like emphasis on house, um, a white picket fence, a family. And like, you're just chilling. I'm like, Oh, and retire when you're 65. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, exactly. It's crazy, man. It, it, it's funny how like our mentality has shifted between like our generation and our parents' generation. Yeah. For, for me, I attribute a lot of it because I feel like our parents are a lot of them at least are immigrants for the most mm-hmm. part because mm-hmm. like the U.S. Um, like that was during like the baby boomer age and all that stuff after the wars. Yeah. Um, but I feel like our mentality has just changed so much in terms of our 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 minds have opened to the world and we have the internet now and it's like guys we can literally do whatever we want if we really put in the time and effort we'll, we'll use that as a segue back to your journey so you, yeah, yeah. you moved to... from california right to me yes. yeah what did you do after that so have you guys ever heard the expression um burning your boats yes i so, have so uh, i'll explain it to you because that's kind of what i've been living my life on so burning your boats is kind of the story of when the spanish conqueror uh, cortez the spaniard guy when he came to Mexico to conquer Mexico, they came on like four boats. And I don't know how factual this is, but we're going to go with it because it's a cool story. <laughs> they came on four boats, dude, and they landed in Mexico and they saw that there was so many people. And the crew was telling like Cortez, they were saying, hey, like there's a lot of people. We, we can't do this. We're going to die. And Cortez, what he did was he burnt their, their boats. He lit their, the ships on fire so they couldn't go back. And he said, all right, we can't go back home. So now we've got to figure it out. Um, and they did. They conquered Mexico. Um, and the moral of the story is when you put yourself in a position where you have no other option, you figure it out. And that's kind of what moving over here was. I kind of, so when I like refer to moving to New York, I refer to like bringing my boats. I came over here like not knowing anybody. Like really, 
had savings that I saved up for for a long time. Um, I didn't have a job. I didn't have really anything. I found a place on Craigslist, which is super sketchy now that I think about it. <laughs> um, but I came here with the mentality that I was just going to hustle, just do a bunch of free work. Um, and that's kind of what I did. I moved out here. And I think the first weekend that I was out here, I put out a Twitter, a tweet saying, hey, we'll work for free. Here's my story. This is what I do. And that same weekend, I got a job, uh, a, a free job with this company um, who later gave me paid work. And I think that's why free work is so key. Dude. I don't think a lot of people realize how important free work is. Gary preaches about it. And yeah, free work sucks, but it's what you do with that free work, dude. Um, that free job that I did, they ended up paying me every day, like every, every month up until I got this job with Ryan. Um, and just building that relationship. Um, and it's crazy because I moved here with the intentions to work for Gary and I um, would apply every time there was an opening and all this stuff and just kept networking with the Vayner guys. And um, when was it? I got a text from Ryan. Oh, and the way I got the job with Ryan was I was, I had just been doing a lot of free work. I reached out to his camera guy we have a mutual friend um, who put us in touch and I added value by just doing a bunch of like free work that eventually turned into paid work, like freelance stuff. And it got to a point where they uh, were Ryan just needed his, it was growing. And because I've been doing all this for like free work or really like underpaid work, he was like, Hey man, I want you on board. Um, 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 um. And, and yeah, dude. And it, it was, it was crazy because it came at such a good time, man. When Ryan reached out to me, dude, I, I don't want to make a video about this because it really means a lot to me. That day, dude, I woke up with twelve dollars in my in my fucking bank account, dude. It was it was it was crazy, dude. Talk about it, cutting it close, yeah. <laughs> it, it's really crazy, dude. Um, and it was nuts because Linda, she's my children's mother. We're really we're, we're really close. She had she had called me the night before and like chewed me out for like not flying out to see the kids. And it's not that I don't want to go see my kids. I just didn't have the money. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And when I got the text message, dude, I literally cried. Like it was, it was intense. Cause I was questioning the night before I was like, dude, am I do like, am I, am I supposed to be here? Like nothing's uh -huh. happening. I'm still not working for Gary. Like I'm living on paycheck to paycheck. I'm surviving on peanut butter, jelly sandwiches, dollar pizza and raw, the, like the cop, uh, the, Cup, cup of noodles. Of, cup of noodles, dude. Cup of noodles, yeah. And I was like, dude, like, how much longer can I do this? So it was just, like, so surreal, dude. Like, I just, I literally cried that whole day, dude. Um, and it was even crazier because later that day, I got a DM, no, an email from AJ Vaynerchuk asking me to get in a call the next day. Um, so that was crazy. Dude, this timing was just so crazy, <laughs> That's a uh, whirlwind of emotions, like dude, you, dude, you, you're telling me, dude. Um, and then even crazier, dude. So that's like <laughs> the part. This was May May twentieth, June third. I get an email from D Rock asking if I wanted to be a part of VaynerMedia, dude. And it was crazy because it was like everything that I wanted. That's what I came here for. <laughs> and I kind of just looked at where I was at and I kind of made a commitment to Ryan that I was going to, that I was in it for the long haul and I had to respectfully decline, man. It was, that's crazy. It was that's insane. Crazy. It, it was so, dude, it was my dream job. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's what I moved out here for. But, um, 
it was so surreal, man. It kind of validated everything that I worked so hard for. And that's kind of been my journey. <laughs> that's my story. <laughs> no, like, that's dope. And I want to pinpoint, like, a couple of things that you said that we've kind of been, like, stressing over the past couple years. Well, not years, um, the past couple episodes, um, especially with our generation. is just that, like, you one, you took a huge chance um, and you didn't really look back. You once something that was common was uncertainty you never knew what was going to happen you didn't have any guarantees you're kind of just winging it um you believed in yourself which was huge um and your talents and there was a a, a, a hint of change along all of that and what i mean by that is that you went there for your dream job and ended up declining your dream job. Like if you tell your parents you decline your dream job, you'll they'll think it's look at you like you're crazy. Like that's insane. Oh, that happened for sure. Like it happened. <laughs> like that's that's craziness. But like you did it and you're still succeeding. Like even though you didn't actually get what you potentially got there for or like what you came there for, you still have something to show for and it's incredible and it's something that you can grow and build on and call your own. So like that's 100%. incredible. And I, I think that's a, a story that kind of encompasses a lot of different factors that uh, millennials go through during that time. So like when you were deciding, no, I'm going to pick up and go to New York, what was going through your head? Like what was, what was it like leaving your family, like your kids job, that you were at for seven years, what was, what pushed you to make that decision? Um, it's really just betting, like, like going all in on myself, man. And kind of just like, what's the alternative? Be at the same job for another seven years. You know what I mean? I was miserable. Dude. I'd come home. It was like, it was like, I, li- I was living my life in a routine. I was just, I realized how comfortable I was and like how I wasn't doing anything. And I kind of just, Gary always says, do your actions match your ambitions? And I was, I really questioned that. I was like, dude, like, they're really not. Like, how how bad do I really want this, you know? And it was tough, man. It was so scary. It was so, so scary. Um, And leaving my kids was the absolute hardest thing. And still to this day, the thing I struggle with the most. Um, But I knew that this short-term sacrifice would lead to longer term like success i guess you know and kind of just you know i i feel like it it all comes down to intentions too because i feel like it could have gone another way i could have come over here and like had the nightlife you know what i mean really gotten consumed by new york but i really came out here to like work my ass off and like i i had the intentions to change my life mine and my kid's life and i feel like that's kind of like the fuel behind it you know yeah i feel like with you especially your situation like if you looked at it monetary wise like like you said you had 12 dollars in your bank account i feel like you would have turned back around when you're getting down to like three four five hundred dollars because you're like oh this would be my plane ticket home you know what i mean so i feel like the reason that you succeeded in new york was because was because you were able to last so long because it wasn't a monetary thing. It was more of like a self-driven type of thing. 100%, man, 100%. One, I think you know, one of the things I, that I've learned, dude, from this is kind of going a little off topic, but it's kind of just encompasses everything. And it's kind of cliche, dude. It's, <laughs> it's really the journey, bro. Like it's, remember, I came out here to, to like with intention of working for Gary, but if I never started trying to work for Gary, I wouldn't be, where I'm at, you know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of people are don't start that journey or too afraid 
to start that journey and whether that just means going like betting all in on yourself you know what i mean and and i want to encompass something that gary often says a lot that if it's if it's um the journey that we take it's it's worth it because it wasn't easy like i can imagine nothing that you went through through that entire time was easy for you but it makes it so much more worth it so much more valuable valuable to you now because you've made it you believed in yourself you worked your ass off and you got it done dude 100 man 100 so awesome so i want to i have a question in terms of let's go through the the real nitty-gritty of when you got to new york like how did you land this job with ryan and when we say ryan to the pod people listening we mean ryan sirhan so the guy on million dollar listing like he's on your tv <laughs> yeah man so um it all i have we have there's this girl that i, I really want to credit for like every like kind of where i'm at uh, her name is Ashley Catchadorian. She goes by Ash Catch uh, on all her social. She is so good at building community, and it's probably one of the biggest things I've learned from her and how important community is. And I developed a good relationship with her, and she put me in touch with um, Adam Hamway, who is Ryan's basically D-Rock, um, and just garnered a really good relationship with him. And again, a lot of it was providing value, providing free work with Again, like, no, like, I just, I let him know. I was like, hey, man, like, anything you need, like, let me, let me know. Like, I don't need the money. Like, I just, I want to help build something. And he kind of, and again, having the right intentions, like, I, I legitimately just wanted to, like, help Ryan out any way that I could. And he saw that and just being patient, man. And um, that's really how I got, and being persistent, too. Like, I always would reach out to, like, hey, you guys need anything else? Like, again, I'm, I do it for free. Just let me know what you guys need. And as, you know, Ryan's internet presence grew, like his team needed to grow. And I was the first person like in their head because I've been so persistent and so been able to add, you know, value and ended up picking me up, man. Um, so I guess the more of that is network, dude, D DM, 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 DM. Like it's crucial. And I want to use this opportunity to kind of shift focus into not necessarily your journey, but what exactly you do on day to day. Um, like break that down for us. So maybe content creators or future content creators can be able to apply this to their own lives. So let me know what it's like to in the day of life of a content creator and what has um, set you apart from other content creators. I think that one of the most important things about being a content creator or that most content creators really should like hone is being like well-rounded like me I, I i try to be as well-rounded as possible what i mean by that is editing videos editing photos taking photos creating graphics all of that you know what i mean like that's how i think you can become the most like valuable like become a valuable asset to somebody is like being all of those things um so that's kind of what i do so ryan comes out with the vlog every wednesday so what i'll do every now and then i'll, I'll I'll edit a whole episode myself. But a lot of the times I'm creating micro content from the long form videos or I'm creating thumbnails, um, stuff like that. Um, a lot of the listings now we're making videos for the, the houses that Ryan lists. Um, even as far as content strategy, a lot of that, you know, I feel like a lot of content creators should do stuff like that. Like we should, you should try to like, 
practice doing those other things because um, that's, I think, how you become a, an asset to, to anybody. Um, I believe Gary, what does Gary call those people? He calls them predators. Um, producers, editors, oh, what was it? it? It was something super clever, but he has like a term for it. Um, but that's kind of my day to day. I come here around eight. Um, that's a lie. I, I, I like to come here. At eight. I, sometimes I'll be here at eight. It's more like <laughs> nine, nine, ten. But I really, <laughs> I'll leave here like around five or six. And if I'm really like invested in a project, like I won't leave till one o'clock in the morning sometimes. That's dope. So what, what has been kind of your best memories of working with Ryan, whether it's, I don't know if you guys are able to go to some of the listings that he's at or like you're doing videos for that type of stuff, but what are some of the best memories that you've had? Uh, seeing like the, the, the properties that he, like he lists are insane, dude. Like again, being from a small town, like I don't seeing like some of the penthouses we go to is just incredible. Um, crazy views, like, like what was it we went to this 59 million dollar penthouse has like the biggest living room in new york stuff like that and it's like so casual for him and me i'm like shocked <laughs> um and that dude and then uh last month we went to this listing and vanessa hudgens casually walks out of one of ryan's listings and i'm just like that's vanessa <laughs> that's um but i think the best memory dude and this actually just recently happened um ryan uh ryan just bought me tickets to go see my kids for the first time man he surprised me um, so i'll be flying back to california august 10th through 17th man and oh man it was i didn't expect it it was just so cool man so that, that's that's, amazing. that's the best memory man it hasn't happened yet it's the fact yeah thanks man uh that's been my best memory man no, I, I believe that. So, well, tell me, tell me what's next. I mean, you've been getting your grind up. A lot has happened in the past nine months for you. Um, where do you see yourself going? Let's say a month, a year, ten years. Yeah, dude. Um, a month. I really want to help the team just blow, like, continue to blow Ryan up. I really think he has potential um, to be like a Gary V. You know what I mean? Ryan's such a cool guy and his intentions are really like they're honest, they're real. Like he knows what he wants and he's just really cool to work for. Um, and he's all about giving value. Same, same as Gary, you know? Um, so I really want to help get him to that level, you know, whether, and that's like short-term, I'll even talk very specific, like short-term get him to like a million followers. And now he's like at 758,000 followers, get him to a million. Um, I think we can get that pretty close. Subscribers, I think right now we're at 83,000 subscribers on YouTube. I want to help get them to 100,000, hopefully by end of this year. Um, so those are like short-term goals within the Sirhan Media Group. Um, within the next year, um, I haven't really thought about it a whole lot. I don't, I want to go back to California. I, I promised my kids I was gonna go back. Um, so between now and then, I really wanna push as hard as I can here to build enough relationships, to have enough leverage. So when I go back, that I can ultimately reach out to other real estate agents back home, or even brands like a Sony or whoever, Red Bull, and create content for them and kind of just go back to freelancing, but still maintain a relationship with Ryan um and help them remotely from california um 
Because Ryan, Ryan has an office in Cali, doesn't he? I think. He, he has satellite offices. Like a satellite. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so nothing, nothing where – it's more on the real estate side, so nothing on the media side mm-hmm. yet. Who knows? Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I can start tonight. <laughs> My man, a promotion, right? Shout out to Ryan. No. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but that's that's dope, dude. That's really dope. I'm glad you're you're, able, you're doing your thing, and you're you're gonna be able to go see your kids soon. Pumped, man. So I want to take this uh, this moment to to shift focus a little bit, and we're gonna take uh, another look at your journey, but we're gonna look at it in the the grand sense. So we're gonna take your journey um, from working back at Verizon Wireless all the way to right now. We're going to take that journey and turn it into a loading bar. Yeah. So from zero to a hundred percent, where do you feel like you are right now on your loading bar? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I think I'm at 50% and I'll tell you why. Um, it was such a change, just changing, dude. I think got me to that second half of my like mm-hmm. professional career. You know what I mean? I think maybe the fifty percent was kind of just like that, that plateau. And I don't think it would ever have gone past fifty percent. I think making that leap is the start of the second half. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, 50%, man. That's, that's the answer. <laughs> right, well, we, we, we switch it up. Will you tell me what 100% looks like? Oh, dude. Bring in the heat. Um, <laughs> you know what? 100% would be at the point in my life where I can I'm, – I'm, I'm at the point where I can work from home, just be with my kids, and just be able to charge these brands – like a premium just because my work would have been like that good and it has evolved that much where I can afford to do, you know, these, these gigs and I can like be by coastal, you know what I mean? A hundred percent is just being back home with my boys, man. And just being able to survive. I don't have to be wealthy, man. I just have to be able to do what I love, be with the people that I love and survive. I love that. I feel like I feel like your boys play a big part in your life in terms of like your motivation and like why you work so hard. Um, then that's amazing. I love it. Thanks, man. So real. Awesome. So with that, we're gonna move into our favorite part, which is the deep thinking question. So Adrian, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So question number one. Let's imagine you reach that hundred percent and it's your last day on earth, but and you've accomplished everything that you've wanted in life, but um, everything that you've ever accomplished disappears. So all your work, all your social media work, all your videos for Ryan, etc., gone. And you get to pick three things that you want to be remembered for. What are those three things? Uh, I want to be remembered as the guy who had the courage to go after what he wanted. To the guy who inspired people to do the same thing. Um, and three... Ooh. Ooh, that's a tough one. Three's always the killer. Yep. Three's the killer. <laughs> a guy who just lived life the way he Oh no, that's that's a cliche. <laughs> I just wanna be I just wanna be happy with, with just be happy, bro. Like I just want I just want people to look at me and be like, man, he's happy. You know what I mean? And yeah, like, nah, you can't really be happy. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Word, word. I get I definitely I definitely can respect that. So cliche. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a hundred years from now, your boys um look into their bookshelf and mysteriously a book appears. It happens to be your autobiography. And the first chapter is your entire life up to right now. What is the title of that first chapter? Uh, burn your boats. Burn your boats. I, I like it. Love it. Love it. Burning boats. <laughs> burn your boats, man. I think more more people definitely need to do that. I, I, I've never, well, I've heard of the phrase before, but like having it explained to me and then like knowing your story now of how you've actually burned your boats, I feel like that that little clip right there can inspire so many people because some people need that extra push to actually burn their boats. You know what I mean? It's scary, man, but I promise you a hundred thousand percent. It's absolutely worth it. Exactly. Oh, trust me. I, I get it. I went to, uh, I went out to Madrid where I didn't speak the language and kind of burnt my boat for a semester, oh, off there. but I came back in one piece and I, I'm grateful for it. So now I get you. I get you. I love it, man. Awesome. So before you, you spoke about, for, for question number three, you spoke about um, collaborating with all these brands, Sony, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so what would be the three best brands or people that you would like to collab with? I love Sony, dude. I, I really, I use their gear. So Sony would definitely be one of them. Um, Apple just hit a trillion. I think it'd be kind of cool. <laughs> 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 that would be dope. Um, What's another cool brand? Um, I really like, I, I really, I grew up love, like really digging fashion. So like, it'd have to be like a, like a Nike. Like, I think they're super dope. Nike or Adidas, one of those two. Okay. Bird, bird, bird. So this is kind of unrelated to our, our question segment, but I'm guessing you're a PS4 over Xbox guy. No, no, dude, I'm an Xbox guy. Dude. Really? I don't play very often. I don't play very often. And it used to be the opposite. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, it was coming from like a PS like two, dude. It was crazy. But my son wanted an Xbox. How to make the jump, dude? I had to switch over. I, I respect it. I made that jump too. I used to, I used to be in love with my PS two. Then I switched to Xbox and my F three sixty and living good. Dude, can I tell you a real quick funny story, dude? Shoot, shoot. <laughs> my son called me the other day. He's so funny. He calls me. He's like, "Dad, can I download Fortnite?" <laughs> and I'm like, "And I'm like, oh man, there's like, I don't know." He's like, "Dad, dad, don't don't worry. There's no killing involved. There's just eliminating people." He's <laughs> <laughs> such a little salesman, dude. So, oh, how old is he now? He's six. Six, dude. He's gotta hop on to Fortnite wave with us. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah, definitely. Dude, my son is, dude. It's crazy how cool my son is, dude. So. Fun fact too, my son has a YouTube video that has 2.2 million views. Really? What? Doing what? What is he? So he has a kids channel called Kidstopia. Plug. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really only, it's for kids, dude. Dude, he has 11,000, almost 12,000 subscribers, and two of it, three of his videos have hit over a million views. That's crazy. Dude, this kid is way cooler than I am. <laughs> I got to I got to put your your son on to. I had a little cousin who's 6 right now. She's going on 7. I and she watches a ton of YouTube. I'll I'll definitely put her on. Kidstopia. Kidstopia. Kids. Kids. All right. So we got question number 4. You've been working in real estate a lot and you've seen a lot of these expensive homes, penthouses, things like that. Explain to me what your dream home not house, but dream home looks like. 
uh, who was I just talking to this about? Um, dude, my, I'm really simple, dude. Like I just, a really large, what like single story house. And it doesn't have to be like fancy, just a single story, like just super cozy. I, I think I'd value traveling more. Like I could, I don't think I'd like want to be in one place for too long. Okay, if I had to get like a house, it'd have to be like a really like cozy, spacious, very minimalistic, like single story, dude. Would you like like having like three houses in like three major hubs, but like small houses, so you're able to like fly to them if you need to, like one in LA, New York, and maybe like an Austin or Houston or something? Like I think that. that'd be dope. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of going back to me being bicoastal. Like I would yeah. love to do that. You know what I mean? Like that's I, yes, yes. <laughs> I feel like that'd be amazing. That's one of my dreams. Hundred cool. percent. No, yeah. no, it would be cool. Like if um, I know it's still like a concept thing, but like um, those removable apartments, like they're they're building up uh, apartment buildings that are kind of like cubbies, and like your apartment it goes in the cubby, and then oh, you wow. just move from city to city. So instead of like buying a whole new place, you literally just take your place take your with apartment. you. Wow! So like you you can literally go from coast to coast and still have the exact same place. Have you guys seen those tiny houses? Yeah, yeah. tiny houses. That is like fascinating to me. Like I'd rock that. Like I don't like I said, <laughs> it's not I said spacious, but like I'd compromise for one of those things because they're so cool, dude. <laughs> and they're so customizable. Like, yeah, dude. So that's what I would do. I like it. I like it. All right. So before we ask our last question, um, where can people reach out to you? Where can they connect with you? Where can they send you a DM? Uh yes. So um everything, yeah, everything is at adrian v vlogs a lot of people put adrian vlogs it's adrian v vlogs uh yes everything twitter instagram um linkedin yeah facebook that's awesome myspace when i first saw that i just thought you added the extra v because like just for vlogs but now it makes sense because your last name is vasquez dude growing up there was like four kids in my class named adrian and all of them had adrian a adrian v adrian m like i'm not even kidding it was insane <laughs> i just roll with it and then even at my last job too um there was another adrian i worked with another adrian adrian aguaya and so i was adrian v he was adrian a. <laughs> so i just i've had it all my life so i just roll with it that's awesome all right so final question are you ready Ooh. let's get it what is a question that you wish that we asked you? Ooh, my sign? No. Uh, <laughs> that's a tough one, dude. Surprisingly, no one has ever asked that question. In like 63 episodes, no one's ever asked that as really? their question. Uh, that's a, dude, this is tough. What's a question I wish you guys would have asked me? Man, you guys are coming in with the questions. Um, this is a silly question, dude. Like, it's not even a serious one. No Shit. worries, man. Lately, I've been asking everybody that I've met whether they prefer chunky peanut butter or creamy peanut butter. And I know that sounds retarded, but like, <laughs> that's been like my go-to question. What? Actually, real quick, what what do you guys prefer? Crunchy or creamy? Creamy. I'm a creamy. Oh yeah. my god! All right, this is good. Ah, jeez. No, I, I really I can't think of a serious question. Um, you guys ask a lot of good questions, man. Um, I really can't think of one. 
You guys like nailed it. Yeah, no, I can't think of anything, guys. I'm um sorry. I'll check that one off as I'm a like, as a dub on our end. All right. All right, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> so Adrian, I just want to take this moment to extend a huge thank you from the Get Your Grind Up Young and Dumb community for taking the time out of your day. We see you're still at work grinding, um, and you know, coming onto the podcast, having some fun, hanging with us and spreading your knowledge. Dude, I love seeing you guys do this, man. Like, this is so cool. Uh, keep going, guys. Keep grinding. Keep hustling. Burn your boats. <laughs> Burning boats. Burning boats. Much love. Much love. And for all of you listening out there, if you want to learn a little bit more about Adrian, hop on our website, getyourgrindup.com, or on social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Get Your Grind Up. We will be back next week with another incredible episode of the Young and Dumb podcast. Always remember, we are all young and dumb. And never forget, get your grind up. We'll see you guys soon. Peace. Peace.